Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to the 13th episode of the Swin Popcast, or the Swinburne Popcast. I guess that's what we're calling it now. We've committed. <laughs> We've made a choice. Um, this episode is, we're going to be talking about um, movies we love to hate, which is very near and dear to a lot of people's hearts in our club because some of you may know that the Lido Cinema just across the road from our Swinburne campus does uh, So Bad It's Good screenings where they get um, a comedian, Zach, from Auntie Donna to come in and do like little uh, presentation and then they watch a terrible movie that is arguably great because of how bad it is. <laughs> um, but with me today, I have a few people who also have share a similar interest. Uh, going to my left, first off, I have Blaze. Hi, I'm Blaze. Yeah. yeah. What else do you want me to say? Or are you just doing <laughs> introductions? Here? I want you to say whatever you want to say. Um, I personally am not a fan of the, like, watching movies because they're really bad. But I'm really interested to know why people people like those kind mm, of movies. This is a scandal right off the bat. <laughs> we'll get into I'm that. a different opinion. Um, next, Jess. Hi, I'm Jess. Uh, my first podcast for the year, actually, this one. Um, and yeah, I have seen bad movies. <laughs> I'm sure we've, yeah, we've but all I have seen known a fair share we're of bad, bad movies. Um, and last but not least, Isaac. And yeah, I'm, I'm Isaac, fourth year film student, uh, first time on the podcast this year. Um, mm-hmm. did a little work on some of the other episodes this year, sort of like in the background, but, um, sort of the, the like the resident film person yep, podcast. <laughs> Like, whenever we need weird, obscure facts about films, we just immediately think of Isaac. That's true. That's all is good for. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm, I lie. Isaac's a lovely person. Um, but I, let's, let's fucking jump right into it. How about that? Um, <laughs> uh, first off, I want to ask you guys what you feel the appeal to movies that are so bad they're good is. Like, Blaze, you just said like right off the bat that you don't even like movies because they're bad. I struggle. Like if I'm watching a movie and I'm like, it's this is bad, I'm just going to turn off. Like, mm. I don't know if we're going into too much detail. And also this isn't technically a movie, it's a TV show. I think I watched like the first episode of the new seat like years ago when they were doing the Shadowhunters, I think it was. Is that the girl with like the red hair? Is that Shadowhunters? I'm not sure. I'm not familiar. Yeah, whatever it was. It was so la- the opening scene. I can't. I think this was like a new season that came out. The opening scene was so bad. I laughed and closed and just <laughs> left, like just just exited Netflix. So you would say it's not so bad. It's good. It's just bad. Yes, I'm not very. Uh, yeah, to me, movies if they're they're good or bad. Right. So there's no <laughs> there's no uh, border it crosses where it becomes good again. I haven't found them yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear what shows I should watch according to other people <laughs> movies that are just so amazing because they're so incredibly bad yeah what would you guys say then like uh, why do you why do you why are you drawn to it well I guess I mean yeah because it is it is notable point but like movies that are so bad they're good is like there is a clear distinction between just movies that are bad because they're just bad and movie and then they like cross a th- cross a threshold mm. and it's not like a linear threshold where it's like oh it gets so bad but it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like it gets bad in like ways that you're not expecting. Mm, like, because like, I, yeah, because I think about like watching the room. It's like also personally for me, like specifically talking about the room, it's sort of a group experience. Like, I don't think, I don't think watching like the room on your own would actually be that enjoyable. Like, you need other people to be like just to like, you know, just. Aids to show that you're not having like a fever dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just like just be like, "Hey, that's that's dumb, isn't it?" Yeah. So it's more of like the uh, discussion and like the communal thing of laughing at something, like that brings like that draws you into it more so than the actual movie itself. It's like I get to go to a movie with friends and like shoot the shit, which you don't usually do in films. Like it's usually taboo to talk in movies. But with the so bad it's good kind of subgenre, I guess, that's encouraged, if anything yeah. else. Yeah, it's like there's just a lot, I don't know, it's just a lot more relaxed and a lot like less pressure. So therefore, 
I don't know, inhibitions mm. go when you're in a group. That's yeah. That's a thing psychology-wise, isn't it? <laughs> no, totally. Like you go yeah. in without any expectations for it to be good. So no, no one really cares whether or not people talk during it. Um, Isaac? It's like, it's like the one place where heckling is like 100% yes. appropriate and encouraged. Mm. I reckon like when, like I mentioned, the Lido screenings of the So Bad It's Good things that happen over there, it's just like a, a slug fest as far as heckling goes. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the worse, the better. And mm. it's an entire room of people like just shouting at the screen. Yeah. It's really great. Um, I'm just thinking like, do you think these pe- like the people that make these bad movies, do you think they're doing it on purpose? Or, or is it like... Is it okay to make fun of movies if the people were actually trying to make a good movie versus people that are like, um, that they, they made the film just to be funny? So basically there's this, this other sort of subcategory where it's like films that are sort of like taking the piss and then there's others that are sort of like just Genuinely. kind of incompetent on most <laughs> levels, yep. which is where you find stuff like your Birdemics mm-hmm. and your, your like rooms of the world like they were sincerely trying to make something good but it just came out like they had no idea what they were doing yeah and it showed they're just like going in blind on everything Mm. no i totally agree i actually wanted to talk about like the kind of like you said Mm. subgenres of the so bad it's good i feel like it's a lot it's it's a lot more common to find movies that are unintentionally so bad they're good because the that aspect of yeah. Like the comedy of the whole thing, like them actually thinking they're doing something amazing and then it turning out awful is what draws me at least into watching these movies. Like it's funny because they think that they're really good. Yeah, I guess it's it's weird because like it's a genre of media that like exists entirely unintentionally and almost entirely just by chance. Like... Mm. It's like, yeah, for like, for a movie to not just be bad, but to be like, you know, hilariously bad. Like, I mean, A, it's it's like, A, no one's trying to do it because that's not how it works. And like, it only happens sometimes. Like, some movies are just bad. But then some, yeah, and... No, totally. Like, yeah. I would argue that any films that try to do it end up being not so bad they're good. They just end up not being good. They're just... Mm. Like um, one movie that comes to mind, and this is maybe controversial, some people love it, but um, like the scary movie films. I, I watched those and, well, I watched one of those, and the vibe I got was they're not trying to make a good movie, but also it's more of a spoof situation. Yeah, yeah. I'd, um, say, I'd say scary movie is more of a satire, which I can yeah. look at that and go, it's purposely meant to be bad. A lot of it is aged very badly. I don't recommend watching it <laughs> I, anymore. Yeah. Watching watching the first one for the first time last year was an experience I don't want to have again. <laughs> yeah, right? a lot it's of just not good. It is very uncomfortable. <laughs> and just like almost note for note, just the script from Scream, like without any changes. <laughs> See, that's and it's the like, thing. It's not that funny. Yeah. I'm going to go off on a little tangent about Scream and... Um, Scary movie. (laughs) But, um, like, Scream was a movie that was satirical of horror movies and it did it, like, amazingly. It was a flawless, like, even adaptation of other movies and tropes. But Scary Movie kind of poked fun at the film that poked fun at it and it just ended up as a... Like, it was trying to be... so It was trying to be bad in a lot Mm. of ways and they really accomplished it, but not in the way that they (laughs) wanted to. And it's like it's from the same studio too, so it kind of feels like this sort of like snake eating its tail scenario. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It just comes like it's a weird full circle yeah. kind of mm. situation. Yeah. But would you say it's similar to like movies that like how do you how do you distinguish if a movie's bad for bit because it's bad or if it's so bad it's funny? True. Such as like I know a lot of there have been a lot of backlash with a lot of the DC films that came out the um, Batman v Superman, mm. Suicide Squad the original one and even Justice League the original. Mm. Where it's like I see those they were just bad it's movies. Just not good. 
yeah, no. But do we think in a couple of years' time people will start rewatching them again because it's like funny? Like mm. I, I don't know. I find the when it when a film, I feel like there must be like a grace period. Like there's the film comes out, it's so bad, and then, yeah, as you were saying yeah. before, and then people start liking it again. Yeah. Mm. No, one hundred percent. Like that's probably the biggest question in this topic. Like, at what point does it cross? that threshold like where is the line oh, i want to say uh, like about sort of like maybe 10 to 15 years maybe like give or take a few so you're adamant that there is like a time period there is a time period it's like you know the film will come out and people will hate it and like it'll become a joke for a bit hmm. but then over time people will sort of like come back to it and reevaluate it and we're seeing that sort of like films especially from like sort of the 90s and the 2000s mm. seeing more of that now totally so like fil- films like super mario brothers the original super mario <laughs> yes. brothers um showgirls mm. um some stuff like uh domino which was like a sort of like action film from the mid 2000s sort of like kind of didn't do too well but mm-hmm. people are coming back to it and being like this is cool i don't know if i fully agree with the grace period because, like, on one hand, it does help. Like, it certainly adds to it. Like, looking back, it's kind of like finding a lost treasure sort of thing. Yeah. But also, uh, one of the things you mentioned, like Mario, when that came out, it was immediately, for me at least, just hilarious because of how batshit insane it was. Like, it was so far removed from regular Mario and so, like poorly done that I couldn't help like even a couple years after it came out I think just finding it to be the most funny thing honestly Um, (laughs) I think I think that's what's so great about it you Mm. take two like first wave MTV directors to make like a Blade Runner-esque adaptation (laughs) of Super (laughs) Mario Brothers Blade Runner oh my god Do you think they're going to try and do this again with a new Mario movie? <laughs> oh, like, do you think they? Tw- I, I would hope so, but like, <laughs> I, I doubt. Do you think they're creating it because they know it'll be memed? I reckon they. They're, they I have to so. know it's going to be oh, ripped they, apart by the memes. Yeah. By they know. Memes. No, one hundred percent, they know. But whether they, I don't think that's the intention, though. If anything, I reckon it's a redemption arc for the Mario franchise. <laughs> Look how yeah. Let's see how badly this part of the segment ages. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would comment on the fact that, like, the whole idea of, like, as you said, like, the grace period is, like, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I would argue that, like, two big exceptions of that are, like, The Room and Birdemic. Both of which sort of achieve that status within, like, a few years. Yeah. Like, because I remember Birdemic literally, well, no, no, The Room, like, it sort of attained that sort of cult status, like, within a year. Yeah. Like, while it was still in cinemas. (laughs) Well, as far as I remember, as far as I know the story going. I feel like the room is such a like it's it's, it's a the wild card. it's the um, uh, example that people think of when they think of so bad it's good because of just how insane and dedicated the fucking Louis Wiseau was about making just Can you just call him Louis Wiseau is that not his name Tommy, Tommy Wiseau <laughs> Tommy Wiseau well fucking yeah look at me fucking film student over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it really is. It's like they, maybe it's unfair to compare it to other So Bad It's Good movies because of just the the level of the So Bad It's Good energy that was that it that it had coming into existence. Yeah, it's just maybe that's the extreme version. Can I say something very controversial? I've you, never seen the room. You know what, Blaze? I've never watched, sat through the entire film either. It's yeah right. Okay, I'm not a film student. I didn't think it's it would be that crazy, but oh my gosh! Look, but like, I, I, will s- ab- I will admit, I've seen it a few times mm-hmm. in groups and on my own. It's it's a pretty tough film to get through if you're not like <laughs> somewhat inebriated and with a large group of people. I watched, yeah, I watched it once. Okay, first I watched it like look, it was it was like late 2020. It was like we were like depths of lockdown. People were going crazy. I watched the room with my mum. I don't know why I did that. She didn't enjoy it. But I was like, I can't watch this alone. And then the only other, the only other time I've seen it was at Lido with a it was like, you know, the classic room screening where people are like throwing people are throwing spoons at the screen. Mm. See, I look at that and I'm <laughs> like that's running does... down the front people... to like wave at Tommy. 
I remember you did that during did the Birdemic yeah. screening. You were the only person. I was the only person who brought a coat hanger to like mime along with the, hmm. the like swinging coat hangers yeah. at the birds. People loved it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I look at that and I don't find that enjoyable to watch a movie that you don't think you can get through really well like I get second secondhand like cringe really easily <laughs> yeah and so I'll see those scenes and I'm like how do you watch this <laughs> like h- how do you get through it I think that's the thing you don't actually watch the movie you experience the yeah. movie and everything surrounding the movie including yeah. the people who are with you so it's like the movie's half of it but the other half is uh yeah, like the experience of being there with people. But even if you do it by yourself, it's like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I taking away from this experience? Yeah, I, I can't imagine watching The Room of My Own. That just sounds rough. Mm. I, yeah. I don't think I could get through it. <laughs> That's why I just find this concept so interesting because I, mm. I just, I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Watch a purposely like watch a movie purposely because it's bad. Maybe we've got to convert. Yeah, you. we need to. So now <laughs> we, we have need to like to hold. strap me down to one of those chairs, like yeah, yeah. full on, like clockwork orange style. I was suggesting <laughs> that. I was more suggesting like just like we invite we like invite you over to, and like to watch the room like as a group and like I wasn't suggesting like tying you to a chair. Oh, I was going full on. I mean, crazy. if you want to, <laughs> that's the only way we're going to get them to stay still for that long. <laughs> yes, just in general. Yeah, I can't sit still. <laughs> um. Although there are some films that kind of try to slip into that so bad they good genre that I think do successfully do it, like especially ones that are um, very, very much passion projects for people, like smaller creators on YouTube who end up putting things out like for free that are maybe like a 40-minute film. One example I have is uh, Kung Fury, which is very much a satire, but um, it's just, like, if you were to look at it as a serious film, well, it's it's tricky, because does that even count? Yeah, because well, so that's what I was thinking earlier with, like, stuff like Scary Movie. It's like, I don't think it counts as so bad it's good if it's not trying to be traditionally good. Like, mm. part of it is that it's... Tr- part of, it, like, a movie being... Like, the room is, like, it's trying to be a good movie, like, however... However, however, like unhinged it is in that, like it is trying to be a good movie, right? Whereas, like, I think of like, what is it like that movie? That's like you can literally watch it for free on YouTube. It's like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, mm. Return of the Killer Return, Tomatoes. Well, yeah, Return of the Killer yeah. Tomatoes, which involves a, which includes a young George Clooney as in like one of the in one of his first films. I remember I was like, I was like watching, I was like, is that George Clooney? <laughs> Yeah, but, like, that's a film that's, like, it is, like, it's almost, like, it is being what it is trying to be. Like, at that point, it's just, like, it's just a very, yeah. like, s- like slapstick and sort of breaking the fourth wall comedy. Mm. Like, it is it is doing it is doing what it says to yeah. achieve. As so opposed it's not so bad, it's good, yeah. it's just straight yeah, up, it's, it's good. It's, like, yeah. it's a film under the guise of, like, the premises, it's, like this 2am like public access film mm. like, like it is self-aware of that. yeah mm. that's a good point i think so if a film has to be trying to be so bad it's good then is it possible for those films that we've been talking about like the ones that are satirical to be good like they <laughs> This is a this is a massive loop I'm trying to do. <laughs> oh, good. But like, just listen as the cogs turn inside my head. Um, can one of those movies try to be a so bad it's good movie, but fail, and in doing so, fail so poorly that it comes back around and it is so bad at being a so bad it's good movie that it becomes a so bad it's good movie. I mean, yes, but thinking about that breaks my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to follow yeah. and I'm like, I think I've yeah. got it. I can't think of anything. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> terrible podcast. I um, mean, theoretically, <laughs> yes. Like, if it's like, it's trying to be one thing that is trying to be bad, but then it's bad in other ways that are interesting or funny. Yeah. Like, could it go back mm. to being good? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how... 
I don't. <laughs> my brain can't comprehend of that. Yeah, I thinking. I'm thinking the only the only thing I can think of that could come close is like if somehow, because I've only seen the first scary movie. Like if somehow one of those movies was actually good, because it's so bad. Like the because like the whole premise <laughs> is satire of a horror movie. Like so like it actually goes around to being like an actual good movie. Like, horrifying yeah like actually ten- like building tension but isn't funny would you count then scream as that one of those kind of movies because i think it's it it was a meant to, yeah you're saying it was meant to be a satire on horror movies or like a commentary on horror movies but it is also genuinely a good film yeah i don't know because i think it was tr- it was trying to be a good film yeah, you can as be well you as can do both those things that try and do both those things at the same mm. time like mm. i guess it in that case, it succeeded at both. Did it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't watch did, horror yeah. movies. Yeah, honestly, I think Scream is an amazing movie because of how niche it is in that sense. Just the opening scene as well. And you know what? <laughs> Another film that goes really good with an audience. Mm, yeah, true. Especially mm. like because the whole point of it is like shouting at the horror movie and yeah. they like poke fun at that in the movie and then you're as the audience shouting at the movie that's shouting at the movie. It's also, yeah. like, just, just cheering anytime like, Dewey, Gale, or, or um, Sydney show up on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's always good. Like, when a character shows up on screen and they, like, leave a bit of time to pause as well. Like, mm, they did that yeah. with the Spider-Man movie when, like, <laughs> Andrew Garfield showed up. Yeah. They gave, like, they gave him, you know when uh, sitcom characters walk in and yeah. the yeah, studio the crazy, audience the yeah. effect. goes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hmm. They they did that in Spider Man and I fucking love it. Oh yes, if you haven't seen Spider Man, I am so sorry. Yeah, Blame Ben. Just, yeah. <laughs> okay, Listen, it's been out for a while. P- people know that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the new Spider Man. If you don't, you're living under a rock. Or but you also, don't. Or I you don't guess care. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, but I haven't seen the film. But I also don't care. Yeah. So <sighs> same. You don't care about this huge movie that they totally planned at the beginning and wasn't like, hey, we need to one-up the Avengers. <laughs> so let's bring all the Spider-Man I'll together. You, I'll remind you, I have watched two Marvel films. Oh, yeah. Um, call back to call our back first to the ever. very first episode of <laughs> oh this. Oh, my God. Damn. It's all full circle. Yeah. <laughs> you all can watch all the old episodes as well if you want to. Yeah. I actually like doing that. I've watched a couple I have. Like, I, recently. I, watched, I re-watched the Christmas episode like... Like l- at least like once every two months. <laughs> um, no, just f- for the special I, guest as I well. I was on fire. Yeah, that, 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 that's, <laughs> I, I heard I heard he was uh, just, just tanked the entire time. I don't know. Who? I think he Santa went Claus? quite well. Yeah. Santa went quite well, I think. I, I think feel. that was, he was one of our can we book best him for guests. This year as well. Do you, you think we can book him? Anyway, um, Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a busy guy. Yeah, yeah so I was yeah. like booking in advance. Did, did, like anyone, did anyone get like his email <laughs> or anything? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a LinkedIn well, no, profile? Are, no, we are, he was at one point on the Swinburne, on the on the Culture Club Discord at um, oh, okay. uh, the link tree. Um, <laughs> I was trying to do a plug, but then I forgot what do, else, do we, where to. Do we explain for those who don't understand, or do we just not? Go and watch episode 10, which is the Christmas episode. It's our only filmed episode. It's our first in-person episode. It's great. I'm on it. That's Zach's why it's on great. It. Ben's on it. And mm. three other people who you will see if you watch it. I'm going to kill all three of you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate this. I expect nothing less. <laughs> um. <laughs> this is why I do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I also wanted to know, um, do you guys feel like the so bad it's good genre can like carry across mediums or is it only, is it exclusively like a film and TV thing? Or do you think there can be like a video game that's so bad it's good? Because oh, there are definitely video games yes. that are so bad it's good. Really? Because for me, I feel like a video game is such an interactive experience with the player like you're so entangled in it that if it feels bad it's just like you you can't really get past it well, but maybe i'm missing something as the resident tm gamer um, <laughs> uh, i guess it would depend on why it's bad because like mm. if it's bad because like oh the controls are shit and like it's just and it like it runs totally and like no that's just bad like you because like there's like i can't mm. experience this in any functional way but if it's like if it's like the story is bad in like a in like such an off the balls way, but it is still playable mm. and like if there's something there that is good, then I feel like it can be. It's mm. it's harder to do, but because like again, a whole thing a part of a big part of like, you know, the whole so but it's good thing is like just sitting back 
and like turning your brain off for a bit. Yeah, which like with a video game you can't really do. And like with a game, does it then become like there's like certain elements that are so bad it's good rather than the whole thing? Yeah, because yeah, like it's like if you get like if you get a solid game with like weird story or like bad voice acting, it's like. It's yeah. kind of fun to laugh at that, but, like, <laughs> you've also got the game as well, yeah. which is, like, kind of fun. So it doesn't make the entire game bad. It's just, like, a goofy bit yeah. in, within the game. It means that your IGN review will, will lose out on, like, story and presentation, but will win out on gameplay. It'll still get a 4 out of 10, though. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing is, no, but... I, IGN, say, IGN reviews are, like, completely arbitrary, I mean, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, it's like... Because, like, for a game to be so bad, it's good, like, some element, element of it has to be transcendent while the other element has to be transcendently bad to like be able to just make it bearable. Yeah. Which mm. I don't know. I can, I'm I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like I've said everything I know and just saying it in different <laughs> words. <laughs> All good. I think because I think that's the thing that's the big distinction is that whether or not it's playable because I know was it Cyberpunk that came mm. out, but it wasn't fully done properly. Yes. So there was so yeah, many glitches yeah. and so much <laughs> that it became just, um, a meme. But I think in a way that's bad. Yeah. Like people were turned away from the game. Mm. Or were they or were they brought to the game I because of how many how the glitchy it was? Some people were definitely turned away from the game because they were going into it expecting something amazing. But mm. on the other hand, it did form this kind of weird zeitgeist of like cracked shit and weird gameplay. Mm. And it did like the meme the meme aspect of it maybe is so bad as good. Like, maybe that counts. Yeah. But I would posit... That I would posit... Mm. <laughs> I say posit a lot, I don't know why. Um, I would posit, like, in that case... Because, like, the whole, like, yeah, Cyberpunk's... Tw- like, And, like, a bunch of, like, when, like, big games come out that are just blatantly unfinished and, like, are incredibly glitchy and stuff. Yeah, they get big. They get big on, like, YouTube or, like, Reddit. They don't get big from people act necessarily actually playing them, mm. which is everything thing. It's like because like people movies that are so bad are good. People do actually watch them. People don't play games that are so bad that are like that bad. They just like look at the they look at like videos on them and laugh at them and then they move on. Mm, mm. That's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I feel like as it's more of an active media, like you have to actively be doing something. It's it doesn't work as well because if it's bad, people just won't play it like compare it to um like tv shows like reality tv shows people watch (laughs) another thing that i don't understand why people love so much but like it's i think people have said it's like watching a car crash they just can't look away yeah 100 whereas for a game you can just you know if it's annoying you that much whereas there's like that it hooks you that yeah that that element to reality tv shows that they're all like so many of us so camp which isn't a bad thing in Mm. itself but when it's done, like some of them are just so bad. Like I think there's a th- um, been compilations of really, really bad editing done in a few of the shows oh, where like yeah. they'll cut together sentences <laughs> that people are saying and you can hear oh, the different yeah. microphones that have been used. Mm, yeah. 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 Frankenbiting? Yes, that's yes. what it's called, yeah. Even in like Survivor, they'll have like yeah. the confessionals where they're in one place and then it cuts to them talking in the same sentence, but they're in a different location. Yeah. It's really bizarre. I yeah. think, like, the especially horrendous Frankenbiting is, like, it always seems to be like, coming out of, like, Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, that's so bad. bad. Yeah. I, I guess, also, I guess, like, the whole thing about, like, because I heard someone use this analogy, like, like, 10 years ago now. Jesus, I've been, oh, I'm old. Um, where it's, like, Video games have that di- thing where, like, they can be bad in a different way than, like... Because, like, analogous to, like, a video game being, like, its mechanics, like, not working, like, the controls are not, like, just, like... is like... Would be analogous to, to if, like, you're watching, like, a movie just had, like, oh, the camera is just facing, like, nine degrees in the wrong direction for some of it, and the sound, like, somehow, sometimes just completely cuts out. Mm. Whereas, like, that wouldn't necessarily be, like, enjoyably bad. Yeah. Like, if you see, like, in the room, it's, like... The camera is still roughly facing where the action is. The audio roughly works. Mm. Like, so like it is, you are able to act. You are able to experience it. Whereas like, if a game doesn't work, it's like you can't. So there's nothing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, another medium I feel like that 
or mediums, I guess, that kind of accomplish the so bad it's good thing are YouTube and TikTok and all the social medias because on them you will find creators who think, well, who in, to some extent are popular but are just churning out the worst thing but it is kind of like really entertaining to watch how bad and like brain dead so many of these people are my 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 initial thought went straight to like five minute crafts and those oh kind of God. things oh yeah those like diy videos do not follow them especially any of the like safety <laughs> ones you will die if you try these like genuinely <laughs> there's somewhere like self-defense tips and it's like uh-huh. no I, I remember seeing one it was like a person trying to eat cereal with a spoon but they had the spoon upside down i think that was meant to be a satire they, they hit it it was on Five Minutes Crafts <laughs> oh channel. This is an actual Five oh Minute Craft. Well, okay, but then you have to ask questions like, so if people are if people are watching that and it's like, does it fall into too bad is good? Because A, we don't know if that like that's intentional, or B, it's well, it's a, it's a pretty faceless channel, so you can't really tell if it's like. Yeah, sort which, of properly satire or not. But also, then you like say stuff about like, and it's like, oh, like, vi- like curated videos I watch that like people, lots of people watch them, but like they're so bad, but I like find them funny to watch. Like, is that a case of just you have different tastes than the people who watch those videos? I don't know because a lot of them have like millions of views. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of it. There's like three billion people who use YouTube. Like, there's a lot of room for like small subsets of people who like. Who were no, who were like no one else finds it cool, but they do. But even with um, like films that are so bad they're good, there are going to be people who genuinely enjoy watching so many. Like the majority of the movies, they'll be they'll have an audience. Mm. I think it's just um, because so bad it's good is such a subjective concept. Yeah, it can't really be like you can't say because they do have an audience, they can't be so bad they're good because like. It, whether something is good or not is like it, it's subjective. You can't put a label of good or bad really mm. on anything. So the so bad it's good genre kind of is very much an ethereal concept. It's, no, it's definitely a category we created to try and group this this very particular type of film, mm. um, like type of media. I think yeah, it, it's there's no concrete definition because we created it ourselves. Yeah. It's inherently like it's inherently a term that like references like it's bad, it's so bad it's good from a mainstream perspective. Mm. And like I just find it interesting, like we've gone around for however long and we've come and we've now come back to it is subjective. We're about halfway through our episode now, so we're gonna do a game that and usually we uh or at least a bit prepared for this segment, but <laughs> this time, no no such luck. So Isaac um, has been uh, making a little list of films. Isaac, do you want to explain how this game's going to work? All right. So I've got seven questions, all based on, like, sort of relatively popular So Bad It's Good films mm-hmm. and, like, things that happen in them, people who are in them, and basically... I mean, that's that's the quiz. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Cool. I'm down for it. Just put that down for a sec. All right. So, question one. Which Scream alum starred in the 2005 sequel to The Mask, Son of the Mask? Is it A, Nev Campbell, B, David Arquette, C, Jamie Kennedy, or D, Courtney Cox? Ben? Ben? Is it Courtney Cox? It is not Courtney Cox. Ooh. I don't know who any of these people are. Same. <laughs> it's a multiple choice, so um, say, say a letter. Wait, so this is someone who was in the original sc- Scream? Yes. Who then went on to be in this other film? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm pulling faces. Not You guys can't see. I'm struggling. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say B. When in doubt, go B. It is not David Arquette. Damn it. Okay, I'm... 50-50 I'm going to guess 50, 50 I'm going to guess C. It's Jamie Kennedy. Yay, Ooh, congratulations. Yes. Which one's he? I don't know. He was Randy <laughs> on the dark maybe. Ah, okay. Um what does he look like? Paint me a picture. Um god. How old ish? 
uh, like at the time. I want to say like point. Oh, I think he's in his like forties now. Mm-hmm. He kind of he he was the one with like the goatee. And when Scream. did Scream? When did Scream come out? Nineteen ninety six. Okay. He he was like the film bro guy. I feel like it's the, the one who was like being oh. like, you guys don't know the like the, right. one, the, the uh, rules of horror films. Oh, the self aware oh. dude. Yeah, yeah. I think you meant like he was like a jock. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> he was like, the um, yeah, the guy who's very much uh, uh, the catalyst for the uh, integrating the tropes yes. into the film and like mm. kind of bridging that gap between the movie and the viewer and all that. Um, hell yeah. All right, question two. Which directing duo gave us the first live-action Super Mario Brothers film? Was it A, Joel and Ethan Cohen? Ben, I'm just going to... Oh. No, you keep, keep uh, reading, sorry. B, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. C, Lana and Lily Wachowski. Or D, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Ben. Ben? Was it the Wachowskis? It was not the Wachowskis. Damn it, um, I was so certain. Yeah, I was thinking, was it? Like, Wasn't it A? Is it A? It's not A. Damn it. I, I, thought, I thought I heard you mention <laughs> that I, I come at the end today. to sweep up the 50-50 again. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, so who are the two? Up? So what, B? So it's B So you're between B. B and D. And who who are who's B? So B is Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. D is Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I do. The only expo- only proper exposure I have to this is listening to the Liquid Armor episode where Zach from Auntie Donna again and his mate Wish... We, Wish Mitrup? Wish Mitrup. Wish Mitrup. They, like, review a bunch of films with the actor John Leguizamo. And in... John Leguizamo plays Luigi? He does. Yeah. And I am trying to rack my brain and figure out which of those two director combos sounds most familiar. I reckon it's the first one. You going with B? Yeah. It's B, Rocky Morton and Abel <laughs> Jankel. <laughs> So I think the trick is is wait for everyone else to stuff <laughs> yeah, it up. It's the it's the Bradbury technique. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they sort of like got their start doing like MTV music videos. Like mm-hmm. um, I think one of their big ones was Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club, and then they started their film uh, like directing career with a film called DOA, right? Mm. Like the early nineties, and then they got that off the back of that and their music video work, and Max Headroom. <laughs> yeah, and the Wachowski sisters were um, Matrix. Yeah, they yes. were the Matrix. Yeah. And no, I knew they were Matrix. For some mm. reason, I had them connected. Before you even said the Wachowskis, I was like, surely. Mm. But no, we're not, I mean, we're talking about... No, 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 the, the, the Wachowskis is, is, um, is, uh, is, is the one from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? Mike Wachowski. <laughs> it's close. I have gotten them confused. And I need like, a knife. What are they called? Like been icons. I have to know who they are, but I've <laughs> I haven't seen the Matrix since I was a kid. I need to watch Sense Eight. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Question three: uh, Which creature did Tommy Wiseau envision his character Johnny turning into in the room? Is it A a zombie, B a werewolf, C a mummy, or D a vampire? Ben. Ben. Now I feel like this is a. Trick question. It is not a trick question. Is it a vampire? It is a vampire. Okay, very good. Because he just gives off that kind of, like, despite him being the worst actor maybe ever, he really, he kind of does give off vampire energy. What what year did The Room come out? 2003. Was that before or after Twilight? Because I think that... (laughs) Before. Oh, oh, wow. I was going to say, if it's after, then then it would have definitely been... led the way for, like, (gasps) vampire films. Yeah. (laughs) Like... I think one of the early scripts, he was going to, like, fly off of the roof of his apartment building in a flying car, like, through the night. That's insane. Like the end of Greece. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) except in, like, a vampire car. Oh, my God. And at night. (laughs) Yeah. But it's really that, like, kind of foreign, eccentric kind of, like, why is this person in America? Like, who who is he? So mysterious. Oh, they're playing Mm. off the Count Dracula trope. Exactly. The foreigner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is dodgy looking. (laughs) All right. Um... Similarly fantasy-themed sort of question, Mm -hmm. Uh, question four. The film Troll 2 features no trolls. What other creatures in it instead? A, goblins, B, elves, C, sprites, or D, orcs? Jess. You're going to have to go with Jess on this one. It's goblins. It's goblins. Mm. They're eating her. (laughs) 
the story of that movie, the story of the story of, of like the inception of that movie is so wild because like yeah the two the guys who directed it were like from a, from Italy didn't speak any English and most of the actors were just extras from the local area yeah which is I love it <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Number five. Which Australian singer features as Cammy in Street Fighter? Is it A, Olivia Newton John, B, Chrissy Amphlett, C, Melissa Tkouts, or D, Kylie Minogue? Jess. That's that's your call, Isaac. I think I'm going to go with Ben for this one. Was it Kylie Minogue? It's Kylie Minogue. All right. I knew it before you even sent the options. (laughs) Because that's right. come. So yeah. as we stand after five questions, it's uh, Jess on three, Ben on two, and Blaze with uh, none. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I this is not my topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two of my answers have come from guesswork. <laughs> Still valid. All right. Question number six: What noise do the birds in Birdemic make when they swoop? Is it a a train whistle, b a car crashing? C, a plane falling, or D, a police siren? Ben? Jess. That was you. What the hell ben. is this movie? I'm. G- <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's so insane. I know. Like, god damn. I've not actually seen the movie, but I have seen the trailer. Is it a train? It is not a train. Oh. Jess. Jess? It's planes diving it is plain it's basically yeah they basically there's like they took the sound of like a world war ii german dive bomber and just put it did it over a plane over a bird (laughs) flying into a petrol station and causing an explosion yeah but like because it's bad see it's bad like photoshop level graphics it's like not well Mm -hmm. done All right. At this point, we have a winner. It is Jess, but I'm still going to play out this last question. Can we do regardless. all or nothing for the last I question? What if all we, or nothing for this last question. All or nothing. Or. So all or nothing. Can I hear the question first, and then I'll decide. All or nothing. All right. So, for the win. Which of the following is a one-liner delivered by Mister Freeze in Batman and Robin? <laughs> oh yeah. A. I'm getting too cold for this shit. B, what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. C, all right, everyone, chill. Or D, I got a brain freeze. Ben. Ben? It's got to be all right, everyone, chill. It is all right, everyone, chill. <laughs> I could imagine all of those being yeah, so, The thing is, there's so many in there. There's just like... There are a lot. I was kind of like racking my brain trying to think of ones that weren't already in the movie to put in there. Yeah, like, because how many one letters does does, does, like Mr. Freeze have in that? Probably like 30. I want to say at least like 50, maybe even more. Like, how did you come up Basically, every single line. How did you come up with ice puns that like they they hadn't already used? (laughs) It was hard. Mm. It was a good question. That fucking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, dare I say, perfect for that role. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone else could have done what he did. It was no. magic. I want to see that movie again now. I feel was, like I've seen it. It's good. But it will really be on. I think it. that Battle Robin, that will yes, be on the leader. Yes. They're doing it as part of the second run, which is... Well, because the first run was they selected the movies and then they brought Zack in and then he was like, oh, you've called this bad movies, but I think Batman Robin is actually good. So he got them to change the name. And now this year it's just... Movies that he thinks are interesting for various reasons. Yeah. Some of them are good, some of them are We are not sponsored by Lido. <laughs> we are not sponsored. But Lido, if for some reason you are watching. Fact, we give them money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a reverse sponsorship. <laughs> Guys. Yeah, if you are, if Lido, if you are listening, sponsor, maybe. <laughs> for If Lido is watching, that's an, watching, it's a video, it's an audio, not that, but oh well. Imagine if they did. There's no <laughs> way they do, but oh, yeah, like, no. I can imagine. Right, we can dream. All right, so the final score at the end of the game, we have Blaze, unfortunately, no points. <laughs> Jess on four. But our winner is Ben, who took the entire game in that last question. Like, <laughs> come on, you can't give me a Batman and Robin question. It's the one so um, bad it's good movie that I'm, like, intimately familiar with. <laughs> ben, truly... I thought I was Bren was actually the Stephen Bradbury of the quiz. <laughs> I don't know what that means. The guy who won the who won the ice skating at the Winter Olympics by when everyone else in front of him fell over, 
and he just oh. went, he was at the back of the pack, and then he. And just I think he was a wild card entry as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's. I mean, a to be good at level, you have to be good, but like, mm. it's the idea of like, yeah, you won at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I won. I'm taking it. A, a win's a win. <laughs> What's the prize? Um, uh, oh God. Um, I don't know. Should we give him a short? Should we give Ben a short round of applause? Uh, like a, a light golf clap. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So now we've kind of stopped our recommendations for the most part for this season of the podcast, but we'll do a because we're we still have a bit of time left. We'll do a quick, quick recommendation segment just in case you guys want to. Uh, Go go off and watch some so bad they good films after this, because um, we appreciate you, the listener, <laughs> so much. <laughs> we want to give you something back from this. So, Isaac, do you want to start us off being the resident film person? Ooh, okay. Um, so my recommendation for this week is going to be um, Maximum Overdrive, the nineteen eighty six. Stephen King directed Stephen King adaptation of his uh, short story Trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this is it's Stephen King at like the height of his substance abuse, and it shows. Oh. Yeah, it does. It's wow. like one of the most really batshit insane <laughs> film experiences I've like ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. It's like. A comet passes over the Earth, which uh, like gain uh, <laughs> allows every single like electronic appliance and like vehicle to gain sentience <laughs> for a short amount of time, and it follows. No, it's a, not even like, a short amount of time. It's pretty much. Co- it's pretty much. It's like a week. Not okay. Because here's the thing. My recommendation was also going to be Maximum Overdrive because <laughs> it's the only one I can think <laughs> of. But like. No, because I remember it literally reminds me of the best, the best closing like blurb to a film ever, which is the comet was suddenly destroyed uh, when a Soviet weather satellite that happened to be carrying five nuclear missiles. Oh no! It, t- it turned out to be a UFO, and the comet just like passed the Earth. Well, no, that was like the com- like the comet was a UFO, but anyway, they blew it up, and then the mach- and then the everything went back to normal. Yeah. Well, normal after it's everyone like, was dead. <laughs> Amazing. That's the best plot for a so bad it's good movie. It's like we, a, bu- a bunch of people like, hold up in like this dingy truck stop trying yeah. to like avoid getting shot down by like yeah. like military shotguns on oh trailers. <laughs> a suspiciously well armed uh, like random truck stop. Yeah. They have rocket launches. <laughs> um, Blaze, I know you said. It's all like stolen contraband. Yeah, it's like the mafia has it for some reason. And it's yeah. all just. No, like the biker gang has it just yeah. like in the basement for some reason. <laughs> Watch it. It's on YouTube. Watch it. <laughs> um, right. Uh, Blaze, I know you don't really watch the So Bad You're Good movies, but um, do you have any, any recommendations at all to give us? Um, okay, well, this isn't necessarily So Bad's Good, but it's, like, so insane... But also so well done. But it also technically isn't even out yet. I am just so sure it's going to be great, (laughs) given this trailer. It's um, I don't know if any of you guys um were familiar with a heist with Markiplier, the YouTuber. He had a series. It was like a choose your own adventure thing on Mm. YouTube. He has another one that's about to come out or make probably come out by the time this this podcast is out, called In Space with Markiplier. Right and. The trailer looks so epic. The scenario is so outlandish and crazy, but it fits so well with his brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking forward to it so much, and I know it's going to be good, <laughs> even though the premise is so ridiculous. Right. That's. I used to watch Markiplier like religiously, but I think I stopped when he started doing the um, YouTube Red kind of stuff a while back. Mm. Not because of the YouTube Red stuff, but just as a coincidence. So I've not actually experienced any of that. Yeah, I highly recommend In Space with Markiplier if that, for some reason, isn't out by the time this podcast comes out, or if you want to watch something else. There's also A Heist with Markiplier, A Date with Markiplier, (laughs) and something else. He's done a few of them, and Mm. they're all brilliant. Amazing. So what do you mean? It's like, 
when you say like choose your own adventure does it mean like is it the sort of thing because i remember something like that being very big on youtube in like the early 2010s so the way it works is it'll start with like a couple of minute video and at the end it'll be the two like the end credit card mm-hmm. the end cards um where it'll say like what you'll give you two options yeah and you can select which ones so you kind of follow down this rabbit uh. hole of unlisted youtube videos yeah I was wondering because I because how I remember you, you used to be going was like was like it was like it was on a single there was a single main video but because you used to put annotations that had clickable links on them in the middle of a video yeah but a they they cut that out like a few years ago so all that broke yeah so but yeah. but yeah that's how he does them so it's a lot of lots of like two to five minute videos um, so creative so amazing and I am so excited for the one that's about to come out yeah. About you, Ben, do you have a recommendation? So my recommendation is going to be The Circle, which is a TV show on Netflix, which is (laughs) it's a reality TV show where people are put into like one building but all in separate rooms and they have to communicate via text alone and they either get to go in as themselves or play a character and... Like it's a pop, it basically is a popularity contest where people get voted out, similar to Survivor. But you, it's about connections and like texting and pretending to be other people, and it's so goofy. But <laughs> it's really, it's it's really good. But it's just, it's so it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. Whoa, crazy. Whoa. That's not a good idea for a podcast. I feel like our podcast maybe could be classified as so bad it's good like we don't have any kind of production value except for our like microphone but the question okay because then it's like is it bad is it good because it's bad or is it just good but we we're not confident although we are still trying to make it good I'm going to leave that one up to the audience Mm. that Um, we do value even if we do say that this is so bad it's good. We still do value you guys that do listen to the podcast, which yeah. we have on both YouTube and Spotify. Yes, oh. true. If you're listening to this on either Spotify or YouTube, we uh, operate on both. So um, listen to wherever you want to, it's wherever is most convenient. Um, we The choice is with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I also want to give a quick shout out to the Lido because we've been talking about them this entire episode. Uh, they are just across the road from Swinburne and they do host So Bad They Good movies like we mentioned. Um, yeah, it's a really fun time. Go check it out. It's cheap. It's fun. It's accessible. Best popcorn in the city. Hell yeah. Um, but otherwise, our, our link tree is... L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Swin P-C-C um, and that about wraps up this episode so thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you in a couple of weeks probably bye, bye. bye.